Um, but before we begin introducing ourselves, we like to present a few jokes in the beginning and we'll revisit them to answer in the end. So first we have, why did pencils confuse Shakespeare? And the second joke is, why was the chicken afraid of Macbeth? Hello and welcome to the fourth episode in our Macbeth group series. Um, this is Act 3. Let's listen in to our conversation with Zach, Maria, Aaron, Mara, and Mike. I'll get us started talking about um, the process and how we just approached pretty much creating our whole lesson plan. So the first day that we got organized into our groups, we kind of just started spitballing all the ideas that we had individually and wanted to just see if we could create like a bigger picture for ourselves so it'd be easier to just plan out each day. So it was nice because we started out with a lot of ideas and we just refined them down to more individual plans for each day specifically. So we knew exactly what like our EQs would be and what our EU would be at the end once we were done with our whole plan and everything. And it was nice because everybody got to contribute the same amount Nobody was really doing more or less than anybody else. We all made sure that our ideas were heard and it was just equal commitment from everybody. And also when it came to designing our lesson plan and the documents, everybody seemed to just dedicate themselves to a certain part. But it was nice because before we knew it, we had already completed so much work as a group and our ideas kind of just flowed together really well. All right, so I'll pick up from there. So I'm going to provide like a basic breakdown of how we did all the planning on each day. So our main question, and now after Zach pointed out, you know, most of our initial process was spitballing. So our main question was, how are we planning in the middle of a unit? Now we're act three, so we're smack dab in the middle of the play, right? So we wanted to kind of bring a reason of usage with this format, right? We have, we have the option of technology but we're also using old technology like the play itself, playwright, graphic novel. And then we also have a technologically incorporated project at the end. So on day one, you know, we just wanted to start with a theme of power, right? It's a, the, the story's about a power struggle, more or less. And so we break down various characters, Macbeth himself, the three witches, Lady Macbeth, Banquo, Leonce, and then also just a discussion of like political power in general. Brackets of rock, paper, scissors, and then we'll get into that later. So then on day two, again, we're focusing on, on characters, right? So like, what do these characters mean? Like, who are these people? So we want to get the students involved, more or less, right? Give them a reason to participate in this. Give them a reason to, you know, have a quality outlook and how to take away from this, right? Like, this is hundreds of years old. Like, not many people are going to find too much meaning in this. So day three, you know, we work on the plot in our project. So we give them something to look forward to. So how do we locate the why? So you kind of present this idea, you know, where again, we're reading something that's hundreds of years old. How are we going to make this engaging for students? Well, you engage, you allow them to make their own project, be creative, play the part of the characters, right? So in, in incorporating alternate methods of instruction, we have a video project. And then in our own collaboration, you know, we were collaborating between each other and how the students were going to collaborate between themselves. And I think, again, leading off the spitballing point, that's a very good point. You know, we have to have an idea and kind of formulate this kind of instructional pattern of how we're going to present this in a way that is going to be both understanding and engaging. Deciding and building on ideas, you know, that's also a big thing, right? Like, how are you going to present? How are you going to put yourself 
in the shoes of a 700-year-old Scott or 500-year-old Scott, whatever. I forget what, what year this was produced in. So, Mar, you want to take it from there? Yes, yeah. So, I'm going to talk a little bit about the table read that we did the other week. Um, now, I have a theater background, so, like, I hear table read, and it's, like, instant trauma response. <laughs> but <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> it was really good, though. It was really good because uh, if we hadn't done that, then we wouldn't have known that Act 4 had, like, the exact same final assessment that we did. We both planned to do a video assignment so because we you know were able to have that conversation and learn that we were able to sort of tweak and adjust things so that you know things would run more smoothly doing this whole entire sequence in one classroom so the first thing that we thought about was our grouping strategy how we were going to group the students and have them break off Our initial idea was quite ambitious. It was going to be that we would make groups that had like the same number of students as the number of characters in each scene, which obviously doesn't work if you want to maintain the same groups for both acts. So instead, what we're going to do is we're just going to make even number groups, you know, as best as we can. And then we had also talked about potentially adding like the role of the director or the role of, you know, the stage manager, a stage hand, um, not only to sort of help facilitate and, you know, be in charge when we're obviously as the instructors not there to provide guidance. And then also that's going to help bring people into the action who aren't having speaking roles or acting roles. We also talked about making one rubric for both projects so that they don't do one project, have one set of rules, and then go on and then do another project, you know, the next week or the next couple of weeks. And it's the same project, but it's like a totally different set of parameters. Um, That would be absolutely insane. And then the final thing that we thought about was aligning the language that we were going to use, have them use rather. So we wanted to just do this act straight, Shakespearean English, but act four wanted to do translations. And we really liked that idea because it really assesses, you know, understanding, comprehension, and it lets us know that they really, you know, understand the Shakespearean English enough to translate it into the English that they would use in their everyday life. And I think that was it. Does anybody have anything else from the table read? Yeah, well, I think I really liked that we switched it to more modern English. This is a little bit unrelated, but like literally just yesterday, I was with a class who was doing Romeo and Juliet and they were acting out one of the scenes and like all of the students were just so stressed out about reading this Shakespearean English. So I think that that with the modern English, they'll be a lot more... um, able to focus on what what we want them to be focusing on in this activity. So I think it was a good call. Definitely. I like that you reflected on grouping. I think that that is, is always a challenge in a classroom. And I think you probably have taken certain methods classes that maybe give you some generalized, like, you know, birthdays, January and February, you get into this group and that could work out or not. And even with us at the beginning of the semester, we put you into that first set of groups. And then we were like, like we assessed kind of some strong personalities and thought like, okay, we got to spread some of these folks out, like just do some switch ups, right? So I think that's awesome that you kind of thought through like, well, here's an idea, but then 
uh-oh, what happens when the next scene comes up, right? Um, so I like that. I, I mean, that's a real problem that happens in classrooms. And then finally, I just wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the different kinds of literacies that show up during these activities. Uh, so I think that with our acting activity, that is just a really fun way to incorporate visual literacy, oral literacy. They're also using technology because they're going to be doing some recording. And it's not just visual literacy in the sense of like reading, but also in terms of like how they are arranging like the blocking of the scenes. So I think it's just going to be fun to see what the students do with that. And then this is a pretty oral literacy heavy like lesson set i think because we're like we're kicking it off with a guided discussion lots of listening lots of talking and then we've also got the synectics activity which if somebody else would like to talk a little bit about that so that's like an analogy based activity right and that's also on the same path as a discussion for the most part right so and i believe and i'll switch back here i think it's on lady Macbeth. so basically as the instructor you would present a character so lady macbeth you would first you would describe you would ask them to give a word like an inanimate object to describe lady macbeth so after that inanimate object everyone gives an answer you go throughout the whole class then you would give a or you would request a word that could describe lady macbeth in a way of like an adjective right like soft hard fluid and after that you would have the students write a sentence so oral literacy and the fact that you know you're writing down your thoughts you're speaking your thoughts and then visual literacy and the same fact that you're writing the words down and you're listening to everybody else's thoughts at the same time to try to create this kind of idea like an analogy to what you could put that through okay to wrap things up i wanted to talk about our takeaways from the experience we just wanted to highlight that teaching shakespeare can be fun and that students can learn just as much from each other as they can from their educators. So uh, we love the collaboration and discussion aspect of our lesson plan. There's a huge importance of implementing technology, obviously. As a society, we are moving towards a very technological-based experience for everything. So exploring multiple modalities of technology is really influential and superior. And finally, connecting ideas just making sure everything flows for a cohesive unit because we are in the middle of a huge topic. We also like to ask a question of you, a little last minute <laughs> surprise one. Would you like to give any shout outs to other groups? I think that working with group four was a really great experience. They were really receptive and we kind of bounced ideas off of each other during the table read, but we also met after to talk about it. And I thought that that was really great that we could collaborate in that way. Yeah, I don't think we're ever going to go back to the disparate book groups again. This has worked so it, The well. collaboration across the groups, we that day we just sat back and we we're like, we're not, whatever happens in this class, we're not going back to just random groups across. We want the whole group to put together a unit plan. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. So you've set the bar pretty four. high for those who come <laughs> after you. So yeah. if you're listening, sophomores and freshmen, watch out. I really liked that this group added a lot of variety in terms of their activities and their planning and how they used the table read to reflect on what they had planned so far and actually went back and made changes to it. They really came prepared. It was a shorter episode, 
than I think some of the other episodes. We asked them to aim for about 15 minutes. So it was a shorter episode um, than we were expecting, but they came prepared. They, yeah, everyone had their role of what they were gonna say and share. And when we asked them you know, new questions, they were able to redirect and, and, and answer them. Mm-hmm. I also liked how one of the students made a connection to what they had planned with what they actually saw out in the fee- in one of their field ob- observations. I thought that was really cool. It's it's reassuring to me that what we're doing is, you know, parallel to what they're going to be experiencing in their field classes. And without even too much prompting from us, they were able to talk about the different literacies, right? Yes. Right. So that was really nice to hear them speak so fluently about about that. Yeah. And so we didn't have to redirect and prompt them. So exactly. tell us what you did for oral literacies. Tell us what you did. They they really did it on their own. Yeah, exactly. Tune in next week to hear more from Act Four of our Macbeth podcast series. And to answer our jokes, we have Erin. Yeah, so in case you forgot, the questions were, why did pencils confuse Shakespeare? And the answer to that is, he couldn't tell if they were to be or not to be. (laughs) (laughs) And the other one. No. (laughs) Why did you (laughs) This one's one's good. Even better. Okay, can't wait. Why was the chicken afraid of Macbeth? He did murder most foul. No. <laughs> get it, pal, pal. Pal. I, I, pal, pal. I, I get it. Do you get it? It's funny. Right? I get it. <laughs> what the heck is spitballing? <laughs> like, do they mean brainstorming? Yeah, like, I like don't think, like, I, it's like they kept saying that. Spitball. You want spitball? It's like the spitball. it's spitball. like the um, Princess Bride. You keep saying that word. I don't <laughs> think you know what it means. <laughs>